Hey moms, Brie here. Question, have you ever found yourself at a loss for words when it comes to helping your athlete daughter? Specifically, before a game when she's feeling super nervous and you just want her to be confident or in that car ride home when she's being hard on herself and you just want her to also see the good things she did out there. Now, if you have, you're not alone. It's so hard to know what to say to get her out of her head and start believing in herself. That's why I'm excited to share about our four-day What to Say Challenge happening this month. This challenge is specifically designed for moms of girl athletes to help you know what to say to build her confidence without making things worse or causing her to shut down. Even if you're often met with things like, you have to say that, you're my mom. Over the four days, we'll be together for short trainings to give you strategies and scripts so you'll never be stuck wondering what to say again. The challenge is happening May 14th through 17th, and registration is open now for early bird pricing. So you get 60% off the challenge, and you can hop in for just $19. Head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge to register. That's also linked in the show notes. We kick off on Monday, May 13th with our pre-party, and I hope to see you there. It's so interesting that you mentioned that you didn't know that there were four phases until you were older. And I totally agree. Like all we learned in health class was, Hey, here's the, the uterus, here's what happens and here's PMS and that's it. And it like freaked us all out. We're like, Oh, that sounds terrible. And we were given all this information and it wasn't empowering. It almost made us girls feel like, Oh, there's something wrong with us. Or we have to deal with this, this cycle. And we weren't given any solutions on how to just make sure that we were okay during our cycle or our mood was regulated or our sleep was better. It was just this kind of scary thing, you know, like there's no good education in school, but now with social media and all these experts and different performance coaches talking about the female menstrual cycle, it's just been so nice to finally get more access to this information and research. Hey there, we're Christina and Brianne, and one of our greatest passions is enabling female athletes to uncover their greatness, allowing them to break free from their limitations and achieve their biggest dreams. As expert coaches and confidence and mindset educators, we created the Elite Competitor to enable moms and coaches to build lifelong confidence, resilience, and elite performance. Think of this as your weekly dose of inspiration, where you'll feel enabled with proven strategies, real life stories, and transformative lessons. Welcome to the Elite Competitor Podcast. Hey moms, I am super excited about today's guest. Erica Suter is back on the podcast. She was on the Elite Competitor Podcast a few months ago. She is amazing. She's a strength and conditioning coach located in Tampa, Florida, but also online for thousands of youth female athletes. She's worked with kids from the elementary all the way up to the college level for the past nine years and truly believes in the long-term athletic development and the gradual progression of physical training for female athletes in order for them to get really safe and effective results. And so this time around, Erica is chatting with us about the female athlete menstrual cycle and how athletes can train to optimize the different phases of their cycle. So if you're like me, you probably didn't realize until very late that there were actually four phases to the menstrual cycle and that each one has different considerations and how we can actually optimize our athletes training to really help them with their performance and that it doesn't have to be a drag. You know, the symptoms that athletes potentially are getting during their menstrual phase 
or their luteal phase that are very common, but not necessarily normal, they can actually be avoided. So Erica goes into some of that and specifically why we should be aware of an athlete's menstrual cycle when it comes to her training or performance. So whether your athlete is menstruating or not, this episode is just really eye-opening to help us understand how athletes can actually optimize for their cycles. We also really dive into, you know, is there a time when an athlete is more prone to injury during her menstrual cycle? We talk about different considerations that athletes can do to optimize her performance during each phase. We talk a little bit about, you know, if an athlete is missing her cycle, what the concern might be there. We talk a little bit about birth control, and I will make a note here that we are not giving any medical advice. Erica is not prescribing anything in here, you make choices that are best for your daughter. But do know that we talk a little bit about birth control and how that impacts an athlete's menstrual cycle as well. So I hope that this is incredibly useful. I know I learned a lot from our conversation. And remember moms, your daughter's mental game is her biggest competitive advantage. Hey, Erica, welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to be back. I feel like I see you every week at this point. (laughs) I know we kind of do. We have Erica in our groups. I get to go into Erica's groups. It's kind of, it's a beautiful collaboration that we have going on. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. And just the, the mission so similar. So it's really good to be back. Yeah. And so for our listeners who don't know who you are, can you just do a quick intro of who you are, what you do, let them know. Well, I'm a youth female athlete performance coach. I've been doing it for almost 11 years now, and we work on speed, strength, conditioning, and deceleration, agility, and that's really it. We're about to enter our off season, so we're about to get into like full-on like go-getter mode, (laughs) so super excited for this time of year. Yeah, that's awesome. I used to, as as an athlete, off-season was one of my favorites, actually. I mean, in season's fun too, but off season, I'm like, yeah, now's the time to really just like go after it. And so, yeah, off season's the best because you don't have to really walk on eggshells and tiptoe mm-hmm. around like games and practices. And it's okay if you're like sore the first few weeks and like you can mm-hmm. just do way more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. I'm excited about today because we are going to be diving into female athletes menstrual cycle and how that impacts her training and how it impacts her performance. And I'll be totally honest with you. I was about 30 years old when I found out that there are four phases to our menstrual cycle. And let me tell you, like, I am a former health teacher. Like I I teach this, I used to teach this for a living, like, okay. So it blew my mind that there were four phases to our cycle and that there's different things that happen in each phases and our hormones are doing different things and that our periods actually shouldn't be a crutch. Like they're actually very empowering and that each phase provides a different opportunity to optimize our performance. And I think so often growing up, at least like our periods were a burden and it was like something that we had to work around and it was like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing. So I'm super excited about like how we can actually help empower our female athletes to optimize their training for their cycle. Agreed. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that you didn't know that there were four phases until you were older. And I totally agree. Like all we learned in health class was, Hey, 
here's the, the uterus, here's what happens and here's PMS and that's it. And it like freaked us all out. We're like, Oh, that sounds terrible. And we were given all this information and it, and it wasn't empowering. It it almost made us girls feel like, Oh, there's something wrong with us. Or we have to deal with this, this cycle. We weren't given any solutions on how to just make sure that we were okay during our cycle or our mood was regulated or our sleep was better. It was just this kind of scary thing, you know, like there's no good education in school, but now with social media and all these experts and different performance coaches talking about the female menstrual cycle, it's just been so nice to finally get more access to this information and research. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I, I was teaching for two more years after I found out about all of this and I'm like, all right, let's talk about this. My health class has changed, changed drastically. So hopefully those two years of teaching that some of those girls are now feeling more empowered. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it from the perspective of like training. I'm sure, I mean, you already know this, but I found it super interesting a few years ago or a couple of years ago when I was reading that, like the U S national soccer team was like optimizing their training for their athletes cycle. And I was like, Whoa, this is, I mean, that was the year that they won. And I'm like, this is crazy that this is possible. So let's just talk first about why we should be aware of an athlete's menstrual cycle when it comes to her training and performance. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's break down the, the four phases first. So there's very different things happening here from a hormonal perspective and what's being released and what's being broken down in the body. So the, the first phase is the menstrual phase, and that's the four to seven days when, when we're bleeding. And that that's the phase when girls tend to maybe feel more bloated or crampy, or there might be some mood oscillations, maybe more fatigue. So it's, it's the phase that a lot of us do dread, but there's good news, which we'll get to later. (laughs) So that's the, that's the menstrual phase. And again, it's going to vary how long it lasts per girl. So, but usually it's in that four to seven day range. Then the, the next phase is the, the follicular follicular phase. Oh my gosh. I always like pronounce this wrong, but this is when estrogen slowly begins to rise. And it's also when progesterone remains low. And this is the phase where she's slowly coming out of the menstrual phase and feeling a little bit more energy, kind of like blossoming out of that, like rest mode, maybe getting a little bit more hardcore with her workouts, feeling the energy just a little bit more. Then the, the next phase is the ovulatory phase. And this is the shortest one, which kind of sucks because (laughs) this is when you are like, you feel you can take on the world. You're like feeling social. You're like, you want to run extra sprints. Maybe your testosterone is, is at its peak and you're just like feeling like a total boss. But this, as we all know, it's just like one of the shortest phases usually lasts for around four days. But this is the phase where we want female athletes to really take advantage of strength and power training because of the testosterone levels during this time. Then we get to the luteal phase, and this is universally speaking that that PMS where all these symptoms start to creep in. So estrogen rises again and irritability might occur or symptoms of fatigue or 
mood oscillations or maybe slow reaction times in, in a game and just overall feeling off. So it's important to know what's happening at each phase because we can actually tweak how we're approaching training as well as nutrition. And to, to come back to your point about the U.S. women's soccer team, when they started doing the menstrual cycle tracking, Don Scott, their performance coach, did an amazing job with just making sure during the phases where fatigue crept in or irritability or sleep was being disrupted, that they really focused extra on proper recovery to keep the the ladies on the team healthy and to also make sure that they were maximizing their performance. I will say like, it's great to track the cycle, but in a team setting like that, they were able to get away with it because it's the national team and they had a female performance coach. So it's easy for her to speak to the group and be like, Hey, we're all going to try and get our periods on the exact same schedule. <laughs> like, can you yeah. imagine a, a male saying that? I mean, like right. some men deliver that message in an articulate and professional way, but it is really hard to get everyone in the same boat. So that was a, a really specific case. A lot of professional and academy teams do an amazing job. But if we're looking at just like female athlete, like club rec teams, mm-hmm. It's not as realistic to get everyone on the same page, but I encourage each girl to just track their own cycle and take away from this podcast, the certain things that they can control. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point. And you're talking about, you know, these four phases and how they would typically occur if an athlete is hormonally balanced, right? Like this is how it, how it should happen. Right. And a lot of times athletes are they're like their period is irregular or maybe even missing. And so I I'm kind of going to jump to that for a second. You know, when you say track their, their cycle, what are they, what are they looking for? Like, what would be a very easy place to start there? Yes. So there's a, there's a lot of tracking apps out there. The one I usually refer every, everyone to is called fitter woman. Mm. And when you're, when you're tracking, you just want to make sure overall, it starts and ends on the same cycle or like the same day. So some girls are like a 28 day cycle. Some are like 32 or 35 even, but just making sure that it starts around the same time each month. And as far as missed periods, if you miss a few months, that can ring some alarm bells. So just be aware of that. And that could be because they're either not getting enough fuel into their body. They're not getting enough calories and they're over-exercising. So they're expending more energy than they're able to get in, or maybe they're super stressed out and they can't handle school and athletics and all these other things. And they're just super high stress that can also impact your period or just a rapid loss in weight. Maybe if you get like an eating disorder in more extreme situations, you tend to miss your periods as well. So those are some things to just look out for. Yeah. I think that's important because I've heard it said that like your period is your fifth vital sign or something like that. So if that is missing, then, you know, moms of athletes, we need to be really aware. What are also like some, some 
what happens, I guess, like if, if an athlete's period is missing, can be a sign of a lot of different things, but why is it so important that an athlete does have a regular cycle? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, this could just lead to a whole storm of things. It could hinder sleep. So sleep deprivation, it could increase anxiety, bone mineral density could wane. And then we get into disastrous things like stress fractures or soft tissue injuries that should not be happening. Like these are highly avoidable if if we're training and eating correctly, but those are, those are just some of the things that are a result of a missed period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So super important that our athletes are getting a period and that it's regular and athletes are tracking it. Okay. So let's talk about how athletes can optimize for each phase. So like you already said, you know, they might not be able to control how they're training, right? They're following a training program. They're going to practice. They're doing what their coach says. They can't just be like, coach, I am like, you know, in my luteal phase. So I need to make sure that I'm decreasing my cardio, whatever. Like, so how can they actually use this knowledge of their cycle to optimize their performance? Yeah. One thing we need to be really aware of is not pulling back too much on training, but more so being proactive about how we're, how we're eating and and how we're sleeping. So the luteal phase, for example, that's when girls tend to get these symptoms where it might decrease their performance, but realistically, like every month they get into their luteal phase, we can't always pull back, especially with my athletes. Like we're on a program. We have to progress. We have to add more weight each week. We can't just like back off. So during that time, instead of backing off on the load, maybe we might just spend extra time doing some nasal breathing before the workout or at the end, and just really making sure that they're getting into that calm state so that they're able to have a better night of sleep that night because during the luteal phase, sometimes sleep can be off. So just really increasing those recovery methods. And also during the luteal phase, even the menstrual phase, muscle protein breakdown is happening a lot. So just making sure you're getting in more protein than you normally would. This might be TMI, but I'm around that time right now and I'm just eating everything, Yeah, (laughs) but but you need it. Otherwise I wouldn't have energy for this podcast. You have Mm -hmm. to know when, when your luteal and menstrual phases are happening so that you can get those calories in and also get the most of those workouts. So when we're doing strength workouts, our muscles are already in a catabolic state, even more so during these phases. So as soon as that workout ends, we have to get in enough protein and sometimes a little bit more than we normally would in the other phases when everything's all fine and dandy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I like that you bring that up. Like we have to be proactive and in order to be proactive, we've got to know like what's happening in the body and have just an idea of like where they're at. And a lot of times I'll like the athletes that I coach and even the ones that I work with are, they'll say things like, well, I don't know. I just like, I'm not feeling it today. Or like, I feel super weak today. Or, you know, they feel maybe like ravenous, like you said, and super hungry, but they're feeling like they shouldn't be eating that much or, you know, and so I just think like this adds a whole nother like level of awareness that athletes can say like, there's a reason why I'm feeling super, super hungry right now. Or there's a reason why I'm feeling like a little weak. Maybe I I need to sleep more. I need to have like more of that nasal breathing or recovery so that I can like be my best. And so I love that, that you brought that up. Now let's 
scale back a little bit. You kind of touched on this, but what are the most important considerations that an athlete needs to be aware of so that they can have a regular cycle and they are experiencing these benefits in their cycle? Yeah. So it's really going to come down to proper nutrition and also taking your rest days and making sure that, that you're getting good sleep. And when, when we look at it from just a reducing injury angle, so universally most injuries happen during that luteal phase, but some, yes, other phases, but the luteal phase, most are reporting that, yes, I've, I've gone through injury, but we, again, we have to be proactive with this and we can't always be like, Oh, well, female athletes like get ACLs because of menstrual cycle. And that's it. It's like, no, just do it, do what you can control and, and do your best to, to be rested and to be the most energized you can during that phase. You don't need to be beaming with energy. Like you are during the, the ovulatory phase. It's just not, not possible, but you can make that time during the luteal phase, just a little bit bit better by, by sleeping more, by, by eating more protein, by getting more carbs and energy into your body. So those are just the most basic considerations I I would give for, for young girls. And I know we talked about this before we hit record, but balance bears, I think that's how you pronounce them. Yeah, I think Uh, so. The hormone hype girls on Instagram, they have really detailed menus and just snacks for, for each phase and, and why, and just certain like vitamins and macronutrients you should be getting. So I definitely recommend to check them out as well. They have such great information. Right. Yeah. They're great. I'm, I'm, we talked about how I'm actually in their, their like focused group right now. It's like a five months program, five month program on how to optimize, like really education on the four phases and then how to optimize for each phase. So like what you can be adding in as far as nutrition and even like teas and supplements, there's like so much you go into, but from an athlete perspective, that basic, you know, foundation, like you said, of eating like whole foods, making sure we're fueled and hydrated and sleeping well, I think is so good. And then like, if we can have that extra knowledge around, you know, what's happening, how we can like maybe up the protein or up the, the carbs in certain areas, I think that can, that can definitely help. Yep. That- Oh yeah. Go ahead. (laughs) And, and what I like uh, about their message, and I've also written about this in my book, but we do not have to have these crippling symptoms of PMS. And I think they posted a meme. I think it was balance bears. They said, just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Right. And it's totally possible to mitigate the, the, and whether it's cramps or, or bloating and just having certain vitamins during that time and hydrating extra, again, getting enough calories so that you have energy. So if you are in a situation where you feel like your PMS is crippling, and I've had female athletes who, when they go through this phase, they feel they have to like puke or they can't even get out of bed. And you hear this wow. a lot. And the first thing I, I direct them to is their, their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Because that, if you start there, then you can definitely start to make some powerful changes and alleviate a lot of those symptoms. Yeah. I love that you said that. That actually is my next question, but as a side note, and I know this is a totally different topic too, but I 
when I was in high school was struggling with some of those symptoms and like some like acne and other things and like really irregular periods. I went to my doctor and he put me on birth control and that was the solution. Yeah. And I, I wish I had the knowledge now that I did then that I could advocate for my, my mom didn't even know either. She was like, okay, I guess that's the solution is she's going to be on birth control. Oh, I wish that I like had this knowledge so I could advocate for myself and yeah, like birth control, like I said, that's a whole nother topic, but those symptoms are a sign that, that, you know, something is off. So a lot of moms do report that their daughters get moody, emotional, like have these PMS symptoms, what, you know, nutritionally we can do things that can help. Is there anything else that you would recommend or anything else you'd speak to in that area? Yeah. I think a big thing is just being okay with feeling a little bit off. Of course you can't completely get rid of all the symptoms and again, feel great. Like some of the other phases and feel like this social butterfly. So during these times, take some time to just, you might have to be alone. You might not have to respond to your friends and all these group texts and keep up with everyone. You might just like really need that time to yourself to just be in a a peaceful environment. And it's so funny because I know exactly when like I'm about to pop off. And I always tell my boyfriend, like, I'm going back to my apartment. You know, I'm going (laughs) to just take this time for three days. It's kind of like a staycation. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just kind of just like to have that time because I don't want other people to, you know, experience my wrath during this time. And like, I know what I need. And by knowing what I need, I'm also serving others as well. And with like the mom daughter relationship, it's like, you know, just everyone just be on your own, like just be in your own space for a few days and figure it out. And cause you, you can't really like converse sometimes because your hormones are running the show. Right. <laughs> so I think alone time and just, you know, doing like your breath work or just reading a book, just really soothing activities go a long way because then you're not constantly in that fight or flight and amplifying those hormones more. Yeah. No, that's good. Good advice. And I'm sure I I maybe peaked some like questions as far as the birth control thing. So I do want to touch on that real quick. And there's a lot a lot that goes into a decision like that. But if a mom is listening and they're like, wow, my daughter she is having really irregular periods and the symptoms all are all over the place. And her doctor is recommending birth control. Why would we want to just be aware of what, what the pros and cons are of, of that solution? Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to just work this out of my head. So I don't say anything that is controversial. Exactly. I know. <laughs> um, that's why I'm like, because, I know that this could go a lot of ways. Yeah. Because it is controversial and I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're talking about it. But the, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of doctors, that's the first solution they give. Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, they want to give the quick fix. They want to give like this rapid thing so that the, the girl's feeling better and she gets yeah. back on a cycle. But it's really hard to, to come off that down the road and you just start to, to rely on it. And it's, it induces a fake, a fake period and it just masks all your other symptoms. So it's unfortunate that that's the first solution given, but there's not other solutions given. And that's the problem with medicine. Now it's just, they're focused on like one thing and it's usually a pill or a pharmaceutical, but I think there needs to be that focus on lifestyle as well and give the patient, the mom and the daughter options to weigh, because just like any 
pill and pharmaceutical, there are cons, there's benefits, but a lot of women who I know who have gotten off birth control later in their lives have said that they, they finally felt clear again. Like they didn't, they still didn't feel like themselves on the pill, but this is going to be unique to everyone. And that's for moms and daughters to, to weigh. But I think there, there needs to be more education around the lifestyle, the nutrition, the workouts, the stress practices, the sleep. So yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's a tough decision. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And you know, there, there are situations, every situation is different and there might be a situation and there, I know there likely are where it's like, we just need to get this figured out just for this moment. And this is what that, that is. And the one thing I didn't realize though, in that, as far as birth control goes or hormonal contraceptive is that we don't ovulate when we're on them. Like how you said, it's a fake period. And there's so much like, you know, health benefits to ovulating. And I didn't realize that I was like, Oh, I wasn't ovulating for all of those years. And yeah. So just, and, you know, the more, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And and that's another thing. It's like, I don't want female athletes to go on the pill and then ignore everything else. Yeah. Like they can't just go on the pill and expect to, you know, be stronger. Like you have to train to be stronger and to Mm -hmm. reduce injury during these certain phases. I don't want it to be a thing that causes them to ignore nutrition as well. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind too, because it's masking a lot of your symptoms. Right. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. There's, there's pros to it and it, you know, but we've got to look at the other side of as well. So cool. Well, this has been a lot of information. I know we've, we've actually only scratched the surface because I, I feel like I know, I don't know too much, but I'm like, I know that there's just so much more to this topic. And so Erica, where can we go from here? Where can moms go if they want more information to help empower their daughters? Yeah, I definitely recommend checking out Balance Bears, the Hormone Hype Girls. And if you want like more detailed stuff on this, definitely do the program that Brianne's doing. And then as far as like information that I have, you can connect with me on Instagram at Fit Soccer Queen. And I also write about the four phases in my book, The Strong Female Athlete, which is on Amazon. And I go more in detail in the book on certain like vitamins and nutrients during each phase and all also like certain exercises to do during each phase. But I think if we like start with the basics with this, then we can like get down more rabbit holes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's where we need to start is, you know, check out what Erica has, because I think nutritionally and from a strength perspective, like getting that, that solid foundation is what's going to set our female athletes up for success. And then we can go down, like you said, the rabbit hole of like, okay, what are, what are the, the phases and how can we optimize them and where are we getting hung up? But I think ultimately it needs to be a holistic approach for our athletes. Like we can't just expect them to like go out, just train day in and day out and not have other support, like mentally, emotionally, physically strength-wise, like they have to have a holistic team supporting them. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been awesome. I love jamming on this topic. So so thank you for coming in again, Erica, and can't wait to connect further. Thanks for having me. All right, moms. Remember your daughter's mental game is her biggest competitive advantage. 
I hope you enjoyed that episode, moms. Quick reminder that registration is open for our What to Say Challenge happening May 14th through 17th. Head over to register so you can join us to learn proven strategies and game-changing scripts you'll keep in your back pocket for those pre- and post-game pep talks. The challenge is just $19 during our earlier pricing happening right now. So head to sportsmom.fyi forward slash challenge. That's also linked in the show notes, and I will see you there.